0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Truck Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Guy. We are back for season two of the Truck Guy Podcast, and we're glad to have you along. The Truck Guy Podcast is your dirt road ride to the freshest inside takes on the latest truck news, test drives, how-to tips, and just maybe a dose or two of high-octane opinion. Big thanks to Driving.ca for re-upping for a second season, to my producer who manages to tune my Cro-Magnon voice into something people want to actually hear, and to you, the listener, for riding shotgun with us on these dirt road adventures. In episode one, we're going to be talking with Kristen Shaw, She's an accomplished racer and freelance writer who's getting ready to compete in the Tougher Than Nails Rebel Rally later this year. That's an eight-day event in which teams of two drivers will compete over 2,000 kilometers in a test of driving skill, old-school navigation, and the ability to wheel some of the toughest off-road conditions in Nevada and California. We're glad to have her on the show as she breaks down what it takes to be successful in such an event and what her team will be driving in the desert. Plus, she gives us the inside scoop on jumping behind the wheel of a 67 Kaiser Jeep military ambulance and wheeling it over the rocky landscape of Moab, Utah. That's all coming up in the next half hour of the Truck Guy Podcast. This is the Truck Guy Podcast with your host, Matthew Guy. Super. Hey, Kristen. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how are you, Matthew?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. How's your day going today?
1: So far, so good. Days are (laughs) usually beautiful in Austin, Texas. There's not a lot to complain about.
0: (laughs) You're absolutely right. I think Austin is one of the most beautiful spots in the country. It just is. for just for everything, just for driving and weather. And...
1: I agree. I like it here. I've been here 13 years and no I, way. I still think it's spectacular.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely epic. So thanks for joining us. It's absolutely awesome. And you've got um, one of the great things um, I totally enjoy about your freelance writing and some of the other work that you do is that you've got ample experience with off-road driving and both covering the segment for your freelance, but also as part of some official competition, right?
1: I will be doing my first official competition this fall, and uh, I got to cover this competition last fall, and it just blew me away. How how interesting and, and incredible it is! But as you know, you know, with our job, we get a lot of opportunities to drive off road and learn from people. You know, even I got to drive with Ivan Stewart last year and that was just unbelievable.
0: With Iron Man Stewart.
1: Yes. That's amazing.
0: What were it was you what were, what were you in? What was
1: It was a Lexus GX and he said, you know, this vehicle, you can really drive this stock off-road and I was so impressed by that. I mean, mm-hmm. he knows what he's talking about. So, he must be right.
0: Absolutely, I can remember as a kid um, there were some arcade games, and I'm dating myself now. There were actual arcades back then, but it was <laughs> Iron, Iron Man Stewart, and then had the Toyota logos and stuff on it.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> and he's still—I mean, he's still vibrant, still an excellent interview, and still mm. drives. I mean, he's pretty pretty awesome.
0: The off-road competition you mentioned is called the Rebel Rally, right?
1: That is correct. I am not 100% sure, but I think this year is the sixth, maybe the seventh. This might be the seventh year okay. it's been in existence. And Emily Miller founded this competition, and she used to drive off-road for Rod Hall, who mm-hmm. taught her how to off-road. You know, So she definitely has lots of credibility as well.
0: The com- The competitors come from all different corners of the country or – do they come from far, Farther Field, too, or is it all Americans? I can't remember.
1: That's, uh, it's Americans and Canadians, I believe. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. I believe I, I believe so, too. And it's not exactly a short competition, is it? It's, a, it's like eight days covering, what, 1,500 miles or more?
1: About 1,500 miles. That's right. And uh, the key thing about this competition is that there's no GPS. We are totally off the grid with maps, paper maps, and compasses. Uh and uh, headings. And so I'm going to learn to do some of that stuff in training because I don't have really any experience with that. I mean, very, very little experience. So that's the part that I'm most nervous about.
0: Because it's one thing to have the skills that you have for off-road driving, but definitely another thing altogether for navigation. And last year you were part of the event. Um, In what capacity were you there last year? This year you're going to be a competitor, but in 21, what were you doing um, during that year?
1: I was doing coverage for it. So I okay. rode with Emily Miller, and mm-hmm. I rode with uh, Nicole, who owns this suspension company called Total Chaos. And she oh, chases, okay. with the photographers, they chase the vehicles and take incredible photography and video. So nice. I rode with them to kind of see what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And I probably covered four stories on that. You know, so different different perspectives, different vehicles – I mm-hmm. talked about, uh, there was a two sisters that drove, I think there was their dad's uh, 1969 Bronco, and they drove oh, it in his honor, and just mm-hmm. so many cool stories. There are a lot of really great women learning new things.
0: That sounds so cool, because it's not just a, a, a showcase for manufacturers and their brand new machines, and those are there for sure, but that 69 Bronco especially must have been really, really neat to see. What type of terrain do you go over? Um, it must be all different kinds because it's in California, Nevada, that part of the country.
1: That's right. And I, I don't exactly know what all the terrain is yet, but I know for sure that we end up in Glamis Dunes, the okay. Imperial Sand Dunes of Southern California. Uh-huh. And are these sweeping sand dunes that go on for miles and it's breathtaking.
0: Wow. What's that part of the world like? Have you been there before to Glamis to, um... Either just to run a private vehicle or try something else there?
1: Just last year was my first time there. Mm -hmm. And then this year, I think a month or two months ago, whenever the, I think it was a month ago, the Mint 400, which was outside of Las Vegas, has a very similar kind of terrain, dusty, Mm -hmm. rocky, sandy type of terrain. And we took some Polaris razors out there, and that was a lot of fun.
0: I bet. And those, because the new Razor, I mean, has you, you can get some different engines in it now with the Razor Pro and stuff like that, which is they're just absolute hoot and a half, aren't they?
1: <laughs> they really are. And you know what blows me away is how much yes. punishment those tires can take. And they had BF Goodrich tires on them, and yeah. we were hitting some sharp rocks, and the tires didn't didn't flinch. I wasn't nervous about them blowing out at all.
0: In in your experience with driving and stuff like, what sort of? Um, challenges do you think that some of the competitors faced last year? And we'll talk about your upcoming participation in a second, but some of the stuff, did you see some challenges last year for, like, the um, or ones that stick out in your mind? I'm sure there were a lot of challenges last year. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's, uh, it, it could be equipment. It could okay. be, you know, for instance, the Kia team were driving new Sorento PHEVs. We had just mm-hmm. gotten to the United States, so the drivers didn't have much experience with that particular vehicle, and they kind of had to experiment a little bit to figure out how to make it work the way it would be optimal in that kind of terrain. So they figured mm-hmm. out that they had to drive it in snow mode so that they could conserve the electric part of the powertrain. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. I think people with EVs have the challenge of figuring out okay, you know, how am I going to make sure that I have enough. Juice to get me to no. where I want to go. I know the the women who drove the Volkswagen ID four mm-hmm. drove without air conditioning, and it's in the nineties Fahrenheit cool. there. I mean, it's hot, <laughs> and they just drove with the windows open so that they could reserve their electric power.
0: That's rugged. I mean, talk I about know. Big, right.
1: <laughs> That's talk- really rugged. I am not running without the air conditioning. <laughs> 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 I say that now, but you know, you do what you have to do.
0: For real, right? To yeah. make it to the next. So are there like checkpoints and stuff for, throughout the day? And then you make it to point X by the end of day one, day two stuff?
1: That's right. So it's not a speed competition. It is a, okay. you, you collect points and, and checkpoints along the
0: way. Right. So your goal using these analog tools, the maps and such, is to collect points along the, these these different destinations throughout the day.
1: Right. And, and Emily Miller is very big Mm -hmm. on women, especially learning how to get themselves out of, of sticky situations. And she said, you know, what if your, what if your phone fails? What if your GPS navigation in your car fails? You've got Mm -hmm. to find a way to get yourself out of where you are so that you always feel confident in where you are. It's very much a learning experience.
0: And it doesn't sound like it's the type of event where you rock up to um, a hotel at the end of the day. It seems like that's part of the challenge, too, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. No, sir. (laughs) No hotels for us. We are completely roughing it with tents and sleeping bags. And they actually travel with a base camp. And there is a chef that takes care of the food for us so that we don't have to pack Meals Good. ready to eat, luckily, because that could be brutal after a couple days.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't fathom, especially with all the other tasks you have to do.
1: <laughs> right. Right. It's really, you know, the competitors have been telling me it's so important to stay hydrated, especially when we are in Southern California. It's going to be hot. And they said it's really easy to get dehydrated. You've got to, you know, you just strap a camelback on and <laughs> drink mm, all day.
0: That's it's, amazing.
1: It's intense. It's intense. And- I'm a little, I'm a little bit. You know, this is a big, a big endeavor I've never done before. So
0: I think that I think it's fantastic. And the skills that you have in off-road are, are you're, you're going to do fantastic because you're going to have those supports. And the neat thing is that, so coming up, you're going to be competing this year. That was a good segue. I, di- I didn't, uh, I didn't plan that, but that's an excellent <laughs> segue that you did. Thank Good you. job.
1: <laughs> 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 we so, got this. But,
0: we got this. So what's the um, what's the plan for 22? What's uh, what, what do you have in the hopper for the Rebel Rally for, for this year coming up?
1: So I am thrilled to be competing for the first time in the Rebel Rally in the X-Cross class, which is for mm. crossovers. And I am going to be competing with Jill Simonillo, who's based oh. in Chicago. Yes, yes. And she is five feet tall of pure tornado. She is incredible. Strong, wow. bright... Just really capable, so I'm, I'm excited to partner with Jill, and we're both going to drive and navigate a mm-hmm.
0: 2022
1: Hyundai Santa Cruz Limited. It, it, it's it, going to be epic.
0: It is going to be epic, and both of um, both of you. I mean, you've got so much skills, you know, between yourself and Jill, that you're going to bring a lot of uniqueness to the to the event and the vehicle. I mean that santa Cruz limited the twenty two is is pretty unique itself, right? You've driven them on road, of course, and
1: I have yes, yeah. I've driven them on road, and yeah. I think they're just such a cool little utility vehicle. They're fun. they kind of remind me of the old El Caminos in a way, but but mm-hmm. cooler and more streamlined and certainly more modern
0: and I think it's it's enough truck for what a lot of people need, really. Okay.
1: Yep. I totally agree. Most people don't need a full-size pickup, you know, unless you're regularly helping people move into colleges or new houses. (laughs) Or, you know, (laughs) of course, if you work with a pickup truck, you know, there's lots of people who use it for work and and whatever. But having a utility vehicle is so
0: smart. I agree. I agree. Do you think I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine what you might pack in that because they've got that hidden compartment in the, in the box of the, right. uh, Right. So I'm wondering what rebel rally equipment is going to go in there. Something for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, it won't be pina coladas. I can tell you that.
0: No, it will not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what we're going to put in there,
0: but you got some
1: clever space.
0: It does have clever space, and and teams bring, like, recovery equipment and things like that. This is a serious deal.
1: That's right. We've got to have recovery rope, air compressors to air up and down the tires, especially in the sand. We've got to have a shovel, max tracks to dig us out of the sand. There's a whole host of stuff we have to carry along with us, along with our sleeping bag and tent and our provisions, you know, snacks to eat on the road. And um, our clothes, I guess. You know, that's pretty much all we need. Sunscreen. Lots of water. They'll, they'll have water at the base camp every night. And they yep. put satellite trackers on the vehicles. So, you know, even mm-hmm. if, if we get hopelessly lost, which oh I hope we do not. But, you know, it happens. I'm, but they I'm have a satellite tracker.
0: <laughs> that's you. right. So <laughs> you're pinging somebody up in the air. And right. related, related to that, having no GPS, you also... Um, give up your phones at the start of it too right
1: we do which is which is
0: interesting in this day and age and i love it i think it's fantastic
1: yes my 12 year old is not going to find that very fantastic but i've tried to prepare (laughs) him for this (laughs) i'm gonna miss talking to him and my husband so much yes (laughs) my mom and dad (laughs) Mm -hmm. every day but you know it's um they really want you to focus and it's a it's a journey. It's a journey. And I know it's going to be really tough sometimes. I know we're. there's going to be moments that p- prior competitors have told me that there'll be moments when you think, what in the heck am I doing here? Why yeah. am I doing this? <laughs>
0: yeah. But right at the end, then everyone seems to agree that that was an awesome experience. And there's so much personal growth and professional growth that comes with it. Right. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest. But let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil when when you mentioned sand earlier you've you've driven in sand, of course what's what's that like because where i'm 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 in Canada, and right. we've got lots of snow, and the first time I ever drove in sand, I thought, oh, this is just going to be like deep snow, and it isn't at all,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? it's not. Um, I have to admit my experience with driving in sand is limited. Yeah. But this summer I'm going to So, I grew up in northern Indiana. Okay. And I'm going to go up to Silver Lake this summer where they have big sand dunes where lots of people go off-roading. Really? And so I'm going to do some practicing there. Plus we'll have a little practice this weekend and then again in September before we actually do the competition. Can't All you? those things are key like you it's a it's a very specific type of driving and uh-huh. Emily Miller describes it as painting the sand you know with your vehicle you're kind of flowing in a certain direction and you have to make sure that you understand what the topography looks like and yes. know where you're going
0: That's a wonderful description and very accurate I think
1: I thought it was too I thought I mean yeah. she's been doing this for a long time she really yeah. gets it she's tough but just just so much knowledge.
0: That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for describing that. And I mean, it's it's just, I'm looking forward. I know that you won't be posting stuff during the rally, but there'll be stuff because of the phone thing, right? But there'll be stuff before and after and your stories and there'll be, you can watch some of this if our listeners are interested. And I know a lot of them are. Um, I remember from last year, there was ways to um, watch the live tracker on, their, on the rebel website, I believe.
1: That's right. They will have live trackers. And then they'll also have we'll also have people handling our social media for us. Because the photographers are prolific. <laughs> they take incredible <laughs> pictures, and they post every day. So anytime you'll see it's kind of like the people out there are going to be like the parents watching their kids at summer camp, you know, parents are always <laughs> looking for pictures of their kids are like, there's my kid. He's doing archery right now. And he's having a great time. So <laughs> people are going to be looking for us too.
0: That's wonderful. Oh my god. And and like you do, I mean, more in the off road segment, like with your freelance and, and um your freelance work than you know, motorsport and things. The twenty twenty two Easter Jeep Safari was held just recently to this recording, just a few weeks ago. And I mean that was probably what, one of the first big gatherings of its type since COVID showed up a couple of years ago, really. Um That's right. Right? So when yeah. when and you were at that event, right?
1: I was. And yeah, it was well, my first Easter Jeep Safari.
0: What the, What were some of your like impressions from that? Because Jeep tends to bring their con- some concept vehicles out, making their own personal little car show almost, personal little auto show. Mm-hmm. And they bring, I think they brought six or seven concepts this year. And were, were there some that stick out in your mind from that event?
1: I really enjoyed, and this is so random, but I really enjoyed the Kaiser Medical Ambulance had been converted to an off-road vehicle. That was one of the concepts they brought to SEMA last year. And that was so much fun to take yeah. over the rocks. I mean, you're not going to go speeding through there, but mm-hmm. that was pretty fun. I also thought the bob concept was very cool where they had a, a, a bobbed gladiator where they chopped okay. off the back end to make a shorter bed. And they had like a a canvas top or the right. top of it in orange. And I also really liked the decoder, which was a Gladiator that was decked out with, I think, 35 different accessories, Mopar accessories.
0: And neat. then
1: they put a little QR code on each one so that people could see, you know, this is not a custom Jeep. This is just a this is a Jeep Gladiator mm-hmm. with all these accessories you can get from the online shop.
0: Yeah. That's so that pretty, that pretty cool. Really that's cool. A, That's a neat way to do it because people we'll just point their phone at the QR code and then it brings them probably right to the website where they can buy it on the spot.
1: That's right. Jeep's pretty (laughs) creative. I mean, they have such a personality and they, they know their customers really well.
0: I heard that um, the Bob concept that you mentioned um, was, if not inspired, then at least there have been other people in the off road world who have done that with their own gladiators. Um, removed about a foot of length from their from, from their Jeep pickup trucks to make something that's a little bit more maneuverable off-road.
1: That makes a lot of sense.
0: It does. I think the Gladiator is a really neat pickup truck, and I can understand why off-roaders would want that, to lose that overhang because it helps with departure angles. So it's neat that Jeep would Jeep would do that.
1: I think so too. I mean, I think, think it shows that it, it's in tune with who's driving their vehicles and, and what they're doing.
0: They had an all-electric, and that's something that is being pervasive in all corners of cars and trucks and SUVs these days, because that's where, that's where it's going. Um, and they had an all-electric all prototype there as well, um, called the Magneto, correct?
1: That's right. I drove yeah. that as well with Jim well, Morrison, you? head of Jeep. That was a lot oh, of fun.
0: What was yeah. that like?
1: It was so quiet, it was really interesting, you know. They had in this concept they had the uh, electric electric stick shift, which is I, I can't tell you exactly how it works because I don't have <laughs> that in front of me. I'd have to reread the old description.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like there's um, descriptions with that stuff. As long as your arm, I'm that's sure. That's right. That's yeah. right.
1: It was really interesting. I thought, that's and cool. I really think that Jeep is hitting it out of the park with its four xe line with both the Wrangler and the Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Both of them are so good off-road. I think the 4xe is the best in the lineup for both the Wrangler and the Jeep and the Grand Cherokee.
0: Now, uh, that's a really solid assessment because you do have, with the 4xe, you can run for 20-odd miles, I guess, with just electric power. And silent off-roading must just be an absolute trick. I know the Magneto is very much a concept and it's not going to look or operate anything like what they actually do make when they do make a Wrangler EV, but silent off-roading would be completely foreign and alien, yet familiar at the same time.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, they say you could sneak up on wildlife. That's so fascinating. Not to sneak up on them for any, you know, nefarious reason, but just to be able to see them.
0: (laughs) Exactly, because if you've got a big uncorked V8, they're all going to run away.
1: For sure. Not that we don't love an uncorked V8.
0: That's, I I think <laughs> we can all agree that they sound fantastic. And I, I don't know. I mean, EVs are going to permit us to keep some of those uncorked V8s around a bit longer than if we had just had them ourselves. Right? Right. So just, I think there'll be both. There's there's definitely room for both on the, on the off-road trails. So I'm looking forward to that day when that happens. And just hearing, you can hear the crunch of the pebbles in an EV, which is completely different.
1: That's right. You know, in, in the Grand Cherokee 4 E, when I had it in electric power, okay. I could hear a bottle of water sloshing around in the back, <laughs> you know, instead of, <laughs> I mean, that gives you an idea of how quiet it is.
0: Wow. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. And this is held in Moab. So did you, when you were driving the Grand Cherokee 4 um, did you have a chance, like, I assume there was a route that they took you to to see the, See the concepts and such, and um, you went over a few of the famous looking rocks at the at Moab using the using the trails that are part of the Bureau of Land Management's network. Yeah. That's
1: right. It's it's so beautiful there. Every turn is just spectacular, and there's it's, a lot of challenging routes there.
0: And having the opportunity to go there for the first time last year must have been so cool. So I'm so glad for you. That's awesome.
1: Thank you. It, it was really, really cool. I'm, I'm surprised that I'm finding myself to be even more of an off-roading person than a drive-fast-on-the-track person. I've always loved driving fast on the track, but I'm finding that now I really love the pace of off-roading mm-hmm. because it's slow and deliberate, and you really get to appreciate so much around you. Something's happening. Something's happening. I'm really enjoying it.
0: (laughs) And there's room for both in your repertoire of skills, for sure, because surely it takes a similar mindset to be very precise on the track where you have lots of experience, but also putting a wheel exactly where it needs to be off-road.
1: That is very true. I was just talking with Moses Smith yesterday, who's a... Mm -hmm race car driver, and he rode with me in the Dodge Challenger Superstock. And mm-hmm. we took that out of the track, and he gave me some tips. And you're right. They're very similar types of mindset.
0: That's cool. What's the Superstock like? I know that's not a tr- that's not anything to do with truck or 4x4s, four but I can't pass up the opportunity to ask.
1: Oh, man. It is, it is wild. It's so powerful. It's incredibly powerful, and it's really fun. The Challenger is just so planted. It's okay. it's in every person's car. You know, the Super Stock is definitely not for everyone, but the Challenger itself comes in so many flavors.
0: What track were you on? I
1: if was you don't mind at me the, Sure is it the Texas Motor Speedway with the Texas Auto Riders
0: Auto Roundup? Um just before we go, um I just wanted to ask you just one question just kind of a just kind of a general question about vehicles you've driven in the past and stuff and it could be recent or it could be a truck or it could be a car or anything like that. But is there any vehicle you've driven that's really surprised you?
1: You know, last year I had a BMW X5 XDrive 45E, which is the most ridiculous name for <laughs> such a beautiful <laughs> SUV. <laughs> I was so surprised by how much I enjoyed that car. I mean, wow. that, that SUV, it was... It has so much going for it. I love the hand gesture controls for the mm-hmm. audio system. I love the way it drives. It has excellent fuel economy. I was converted. I never really, I don't want to say I didn't care about BMW. It's Obviously, it's an it's a excellent brand. Yes. But I was surprised by how livable and how much that SUV had to offer. Also, I, th- I think it's important what Hyundai and, and Genesis, too, really have been doing in the world of automotive in the last 10 years. Okay. I think they've been surprising everyone, and the, the Santa Cruz is definitely part of that.
0: Yeah, for real. It's a exceptionally well-crafted vehicle, and it's a quirky new take on something that I think there's an um, appetite for in the segment. I agree. Yeah. Awesome! Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us on the show. It was so fun. Nice to talk to you, Matthew. Always great to chat with you. That's Kristen Shaw, you can find her on the drive. Correct, where you have that's some correct. of the, some of your work shows up there. Firewheel Automotive is your freelance endeavors. That's and my company. Yep, that's your company. And look for um, we'll look for you um, on the live stream of the Rebel Rally later this year.
1: Yes, please keep your fingers well, crossed for us and <laughs> cheer us on from your homes.
0: Will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Kristen Shaw, accomplished racer and freelance rider for outlets like The Drive and her company called Firewheel Media, which is, I <laughs> might add, one of the best and most appropriate company names I've ever heard. It was really cool to hear about the challenges she and Jill expect to face on the Rebel Rally when they compete later this year. I mean, it's tough enough to hit a series of checkpoints in that type of off-road landscape with modern GPS. Doing so with the added trial of using analog technology for precise navigation just bumps it to the next level. So be sure to check out live coverage of the rally when it's underway this October. Kristen and Jill are going to do great and it'll surely be an epic event. But that's our episode. Big thanks to this week's guest, Kristen Shaw, producer Adam Foster, and to all the listeners for joining us on the Truck Guy podcast. Be sure to check out driving.ca where you'll find the best in truck reviews, videos, and breaking news. While you're there, use the site's comparison tool for head-to-head shopping and sign up for their Spot newsletter. That'll be delivered to your inbox featuring a roundup of the week's most important automotive news. And be sure to subscribe to The Truck Guy wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, so you can listen to this truck-loving Newfoundlander and his guests tell a few stories while talking about pickup trucks and 4x4s. Thanks for listening.